you heard that we were going to play two Tennis Elbow songs that were both featuring Rihanna and Dewey. The first one was Black Licorice, and it is off the newest album, Do You Belong Here? And the second one was Fix Me, Breakpoint, also featuring Rihanna and Dewey, and was off of the original album, 15 Love. WKNC and the local beat are lucky enough to say that we've had Tennis Elbow on the air for both of the promotional releases um, for these two albums. And it is very cool to play those songs back to back because there is a lot of change that has happened from one album to the next. You are very good at this. Thank you. I love <laughs> I uh, I've gotten really good at filibustering. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here in awe like, wow. Wow. Where'd you, where'd you get this sentence from? I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Now you got me all flustered. You're ruining it. Uh, well, that leads me to the next point of conversation being the differences between the two albums. Mm-hmm. Um, you made the joke behind the scenes that Fix Me and 15 Love sound like they're recorded in a tin can compared yeah. to Do You Belong Here, which yeah. has like a better mixing and recording style. Let's talk about that. What were the differences that you put in place? Um, well, 15 Love I made while I didn't understand what music recording was mm-hmm. um and i i i kind of liked it i was like i kind of like how bad it sounds at the time and now being what a year and how many how, what seven months older i i feel like you know i've learned enough to make it i'm sound. adult now i got logic you know i'm a real person now. wow yeah did you move like on from pro tools into logic i i, I was using this thing called studio one for like 10 years which is like a 15 dollar yeah nothing it's like just the step up from GarageBand, which is installed in your computer. Exactly. So it was, I've been using that forever. And then this last album, I was like, I guess I, I need to use Logic. And then my friend was like, want Logic for free? And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> how did you, like, how did they acquire that? Well, they um, they had it. They owned it. But they, you can do this thing on iTunes where you um, sign in as someone else and download something. Mm-hmm. And you un, you unsign, you sign out. And um, then you still have it, yeah. And I still have it forever. So um, thanks, Apple, for that exploit. Um, don't take it from me, please. I need it. Um, please, please. Please don't listen to this. Uh, Steve Jobs' ghost. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, this one was just me learning how to mix and me learning how to um, put compressor and stuff on it and, and make it sound better. What was the most difficult like skill that you had to acquire when recording this? Um, mixing saxophone. Really? Yeah. What makes that so difficult? Um, it's difficult because she would, uh, Rihanna and Dewey would send me like three different saxophone parts for each song. Um, and it was be kind On of- like individual tracks? Individual tracks. And I'd have to go in and figure out how loud they had to be, especially if I was singing on top of them. Mm-hmm. But also like where the high end would be, where the low end would be. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of, it was kind of annoying because I was like, I don't really understand saxophones enough to mix them well. So I mm-hmm. do a lot of research and read a lot of books about it and- it was annoying, but I did it. I, I did it at least an okay job because Rihanna Dewey said I did an okay job, and wow. I think that was all I wanted. Yeah, she's getting a master's in jazz or something, so that's you did an okay job that, at, from a jazz master. That's like a, a pat on the back. You did good from did, a peon. Yeah, let's just yeah, I did pretty great. I think. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like, dust off your shoulders. Yes, exactly, Oof. exactly. That was good. That's the break point for you. That is the that yeah. They, let's just say she fixed me. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> She fixed the song at least. She fixed, yeah, she fixed my music, and she. It would have been rather empty without that saxophone part, and I do think it's really incredible that you had like a musician in your corner to just like add that little bit of extra flair. It was so funny when I approached her for that. I had not talked to her in like four years, maybe, Mm. and she was somehow on board. 
immediately. And her and I have collaborated a lot since um, she was on my EP. Um, her and I made an entire film score in December. Um, and uh, I guess I guess now we, we're so used to it that we, you know, we, we, we work really well off each other. And can I can I can talk to her five months after the last time I've talked to her and mm-hmm. be like, I have a new project. And she'll be like, oh, sick. Awesome. Yeah, I'll put everything down and I'll, I'll do it. Um, she's like the coolest person alive and she probably will not hear this, but well, Brandon, it comes out, out as here, a podcast. So maybe you can just bombard her inbox and be like, yeah. Hey, if you want to hear me gassing you up yeah. on the airwaves, here you go. Well, maybe I'll probably get embarrassed if she hears this. Actually, I'll be like, Oh geez, she can't know. I like her this much. <laughs> well, you're moving away yeah, in exactly. less than a month. So you exactly. can escape. Yeah I'll, yeah. I'll escape. Well, she lives in Boulder anyway. So really I'm moving further away, which is even better. There you go. Um, but yeah, um, the rest of the album she is not on except the last track, which is called "Unraveling." And if we, I guess we'll play that one last. I guess because I last imagine song. so, since it's the uh, the ultimate song. I almost said penultimate, and I keep forgetting that that's second to last. Exactly. Exactly. Um, um, but while we're on the subject of talking about this album, before we play another song, we yeah. gotta space them out. You know. Of course, of course, we don't want to do too many at once what is your songwriting process like i know that like you said you wrote a film score an ep this album before this there's this album it seems like you're just making it constantly <laughs> um and i know that that's something you and i have talked about like behind the scenes but yeah i um, how uh well i'm in a comedy group called two tree hill and we released an album in january and also in march and a couple singles and then i'm in an out al- i'm in another band with my drummer Heather called Cyberspace Heartbreak and we, mm-hmm. we released an EP in January too. Um, and Tinisopo made a Christmas EP in December. Um, my, basically, if I'm not creating, I want to die. Okay. And I get really depressed and sad. So Valid. I always have to be doing something, even if it's like just a whatever thing, you know? Um, and I just ha- I have I I wrote so many songs when I was fifteen up until now that I have just I have this back catalog of stuff. I do remember uh, you coming in for the previous album discussion when you were like, "Yeah, I wrote some of these songs when I was 15. And you just rehashed them. Yeah, exactly. Like I I have so many old songs. Pull and, them from the archives. Yeah, I mean, like I think this this new album has like maybe two or three old songs, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are new, and a lot of the new ones kind of just appeared out of nowhere. Like, really? why would I want that? I wrote it. And I brought it to the band in like two days, and it it, it just kind of like it would it just happened, and then I don't really remember the process. I just I think I just found the why would I want that? And I was like that's enough of a song, and I brought yeah. it to the guys, and they were like that's enough of a song, and then it was done. Um, yeah, but yeah, or like unraveling was is the last song on the, on the record, and that's um that was a song that I had written maybe a month before we started recording, or like um waterslide and streaming two other songs in the album didn't exist until I was already basically done with the record. Hmm. So it is, they, they just kind of appear. Um, I think a lot of songwriters say that all the best songs or all the decent songs come from somewhere. You know, yeah. you just go, oh, how did that even happen? You're like the conduit for the music, like yeah. manifesting itself in the real world. I'm sure Jack White has some spiritual mumbo jumbo quote about that. He doesn't own a, a cell phone, so that's all he's got to do. Yeah, he's all, yeah. He, he can't just call up the void. Exactly. He's he's um one of my favorite songwriters because because of how loony he is. Love that man. He is a insane person, but he's yes. also like such a genius that I I can't I can't help but go, "Okay, you're allowed to be insane. You're yeah. allowed to be crazy." He's um he's a mean, bitter person yeah. who's so jaded toward like 
he doesn't like music. Yeah, it is. It's so odd. And he's one of the best musicians. I mean, like, it's so funny because he's not even like an insanely fantastic composer or an insanely technical wonder of a guitarist although the rolling stone did say make him like one of their top 50 guitar players because he quote unquote plays from the crotch <laughs> I re- <laughs> that is the most the most beautiful quote i've ever heard in my life um he is he is my favorite guitarist i mean he's 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 insane but a guitarist would slap me in the face for saying that because yeah. they're like how dare you but um he only plays blues progressions exactly he knows what a couple minor pentatonic scales and that's it yeah um, but no he's, he's got the modes memorized he's, he's 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 great at writing hooks and he's great at writing melodies and like he's also very good at like um kind of like combining different genres mashing absolutely. them like uh on that new raconteurs album the yeah. song um don't bother me it's definitely like um it still has that like blues rock feel that he's so known for, especially mm-hmm. with the raconteurs, but it's almost like punk. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very angry. It is like going from elephant to get behind me, Satan. And you're like, what happened in that? <laughs> There's what two years. What happened? Why are you learning the piano now? Um, yeah, no. Speaking of piano rock, uh, Jack White did a wow. lot of great piano rock and uh, I'm sure get behind me. Satan ha- has its fingerprints all over this new thing. I love that album. By new thing, do you mean do I, uh, why would I want that or do I belong here? All of your question titles are just yeah, blurring there together. Are, there are way too many questions on this record. Um, Have any of them been answered? Uh, that's very. Um, it's a very good loaded question um, mm-hmm. to which mm-hmm. I will respond. None of them have been answered. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I belong here, and I don't know if I want that. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll figure it out in the future. Let's hopefully give uh, the audience a couple minutes to ponder those questions and play the next song. Feel free to introduce it at your leisure. I would love to. Um, this next song is called 3 a.m. off the album Do You Belong Here? out July 12th by the band Tennis Elbow, which I am in. <laughs> On WKNC 88.1.